Welcome to the worst week yet, the least informed podcast on the left. It's a podcast where every week we try to make it through the tragedies of our current moment, be it fire, famine, or a new song by an aging rocker. I am your host, Andrew Hillary, and I am joined once again by my sometimes co-host, longtime friend, Deanna Mackey. What's up, Deanna? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Good week for the taste buds, bad week for the digestive tract, worst <laughs> week for everything else. Yeah. So, you know, we're yeah. out here. Happy Thanksgiving. I had some great meals and some traumatic bathroom experiences. Uh, <laughs> uh, joining us in our third seat this week in person, we are doing an all in person episode this week. And frankly, I am stoked that I don't have to listen to Zoom feedback. Uh, you may know him f- if you are one of our friends also, because he is our friend. Uh, <laughs> please welcome Clint Michael Hill. What's up, Clint? Oh, well, hello, hello, hello. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Andy. Well. <laughs> it was my, you know, you let me BYOG. I brought I, my own guest. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it's I, my uh, only other friend. <laughs> it's, it's Sunday and I had nothing to do. So here I am. Mm, it's Sunday and I, all I had to do was try and support my dream. Uh, Clint, how was your uh, Thanksgiving weekend? Clint, you work retail, correct? Correct. Oh, that uh, sounds fun. Thanksgiving. Thank you for your service. That's what I tell all my employees whenever they left for the day. (laughs) Thanksgiving was with Deanna because my entire family's dead. Thank God. Except your brother who we kind of wish was dead. I mean. (laughs) He's like a nuisance a little bit. You have this whole theory that he doesn't exist, so. (laughs) (laughs) The worst brother yet. Yeah. Maybe he is dead in... Some, uh, somebody gravy. killed him. Stop gravy. The recording. <laughs> gravy. Let's take this from the top. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He still pays the phone bill. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> from beyond the grave, keeping the bills paid. You know, you like to see that in a man. Um, Clint. So, how was uh, how was your Black Friday? Uh. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> that's his response to that question about any day. Yeah. So. <laughs> No, the pause isn't as long on any day. Black Friday was special. Mm. Uh, honestly, not that bad. I mean, I expected like makeup being thrown at me and like people screaming. But <laughs> nice thing about Sephora is our sales weren't really all that crazy. So no one really got mad whenever we were out of stuff. Oh, that's good. I uh, I fucked up. I've been putting off getting a new pair of boots for way too long. Because, like, I'm a dog walker, so I need boots whenever it's super cold out. So on Friday, it was our first day where it was, like, below freezing. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, I walked a dog. My feet were freezing. I was like, I got to go get a pair of boots. I've been putting this off too long. So I got in the car, and I started driving towards the mall. And then I realized that it was Black Friday, and I was going to the mall. And uh, (laughs) first of all, I haven't been to an actual mall in, like, it's been a couple of years, like even pre-COVID. I haven't been to a mall in fucking forever. It's sad, dude. It's real sad watching people like walk around, like looking for all their hopes and dreams to be answered by buying like a shoe or something. Uh, it 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 made me feel really sad just seeing everybody. Also, every like, sing- I feel like you don't know my husband well enough for him <laughs> to be giving you access to my journal like this. <laughs> But every week you get on the podcast and just read about my life. And I don't, I don't I, like that for me. I love being an observer of Black Friday. Like my favorite part of the whole day was being in on lunch, just walking around the mall, seeing everyone act like a psychopath. They, it, it was like, it was very, it was a very intense energy. Like nobody was like st- stampeding or anything, but it was like, 
like everybody you could tell was like really like it. I don't imagine anybody got home from Black Friday shopping and was like, oh, thank goodness. They were like, ah, like everybody looked like they were just going to scream in the car as soon as they left. Well, no, I think I think in 2021, everyone is still panic Black Friday shopping. They're like shopping mm. anxiously and thinking everything's wrong, but they all realize that they're supposed to try to be good people. So they're just holding it all in in public. Well, I don't know if anybody was trying to be a good person. And I will say, uh, the reason I say that is because every single store in the mall had a please wear a mask sign. And about one out of every 30 people was wearing a mask mask tops. Nobody. I was just in there. Everybody was raw dog in the mall. Uh, But we'll talk about COVID a little later. For right now, why don't we talk about the most important part of this podcast, which is, of course the patreon (laughs) the place where you can give me money to do it and if you give you know you can get bonus episodes just for subscribing at patreon.com slash worst week yet but if you give ten dollars a month you are an official fucking sponsor which means i will read your name you could join the ranks of such worst week yet greats such as g ryan Gaines, tara chelsea calderone josh troopin Patrick, leave me alone, and CIA brain bugs, all big time supporters of the, the podcast. Thank yous for your service. Uh, also, uh, I long for the day when like <laughs> there's another name on that list. I know, right? <laughs> like it's it. Thank you to those six people. It's just you guys forever. At one point, there were 21 people giving ten dollars a month, and frankly, it was too much. I had to read so many names. Uh, but that being said. Subscribe at $10 a month. I will read your name. I don't care. if Unless you're the 21st <laughs> subscriber. Yeah. He's drawing the line at 20 names. Also, um, I made beanies and I'll sell you one. Um, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to set up like a fucking online store. I only made 30 beanies, but if you want to buy one of them, go ahead, hit me up. Yeah, that's the beanies are for, for subscribers 21 through. <laughs> There's only 32. So yeah. As previously stated, both of my parents died within a year, and I'm pretty sure my approach to both their GoFundMes was less depressing than that Patreon, but okay. <laughs> your, your dead parents can definitely have free beanies. <laughs> yeah, there's no charge for... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, on that note... Uh... <laughs> We're not just here to pitch a Patreon, hawk some beanies, and talk about dead parents, but... uh, Yes, we are. This has been fun. Um, We are here to talk about the news. Now, Clint, Deanna, this last week... I know there was a holiday. I know we met a lot of us. A lot of us joined together with friends and family and expressed our gratitude for the things that we are thankful for. But also some stuff happened. It was was pretty bad. I don't know. I hate to say it, but it might have once again been the worst week yet. You know why I think this was the worst week yet? (laughs) Why is that, Deanna? (laughs) Because, like, compared to some of our other worst weeks, this week wasn't even that fucking bad. But it's still the worst because even our weeks that aren't that bad are still fucking terrible. Like, the fact that it wasn't really that bad and still fucking blue is what makes it the worst. Yeah, like nothing major even happened, and yet here I am emotionally devastated (laughs) by just being aware of the world. Fucking great. Thank you, uh, Joe Biden. Uh, (laughs) 
Greatest present. Greatest present. What that motherfucker do this week? So Are we gonna much. talk about it? We'll, we'll get to we'll get to we'll get to Joe. We'll get to Joe. Uh, I want to start with a horrifying story. On Sunday, after we recorded last week's episode, Sunday afternoon, um, a man in Waukesha, Wisconsin, uh, plowed through a Christmas parade, injuring sixty-two people and killing six, including small children. Um, his motive was like unclear. Uh, I guess he was like fleeing the scene of a domestic violence thing and just plowed through this parade, like trying to get away from the cops. He was like, I'm tired of domestic violence. I'm going to do some outside violence. Well, here's what I think happened because like, there's like really little, a shockingly low amount of information about like what happened leading up to this. So what I'm thinking and this is conjecture. This is this is conspiracy. This is stipulation. What I'm thinking is that he was trying to get away from the cops, and like you know how like cops will get in car chases that kill people, and then they're like, "Well, we were just you know trying to catch the bad guy. That's why 15 people got shot uh, inside of a." gas station when we Are were you talking about the plot of Marvel movies right now. Yeah. What a trolley problem. <laughs> Anyways, like there's no like. It doesn't make any sense. Like they were trying to say at first, they were like, oh, this guy, this is like an act of like terrorism. But like this dude has like a pretty fucked up criminal record. Like he was literally out on bail because he got arrested like a few weeks or a month ago or something for a hit and run. Like this dude was clearly pretty dangerous, but like even still like. I'm not going to let you kink shame this man on this podcast. <laughs> Some people like feet. Jesus other people Christ. like driving into crowds and driving away. Here's Some people thing. like crime. Yeah. This I don't see any way that this dude hit one person and just kept hitting more people on per, like unless he was trying to get away and just like that that's the only thing that makes sense is that he was trying to get away from the police and it would also make sense then that the police didn't want to be like yeah we were chasing this guy <laughs> and then he ran over a bunch of kids at a parade like our bad yeah that is the so like they're they're trying to say it's like suspected terrorism fox news found a facebook post of his from like years ago where he used a black lives matter hashtag so now they were saying that this is some kind of retribution for the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict that like he was like this is the war on Christmas that Black Lives Matter is sponsoring. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also Thanksgiving hadn't even happened yet. Why was there a Christmas parade? That's the real question. Clint yeah. asking the hard question. Starting too early. Um <laughs> wait, I don't want to victim blame children who got killed at a parade. Uh <laughs> Clint does. He's yeah. got that covered. <laughs> Here I am. We actually, he he probably blames the parents. <laughs> They're also dead. <laughs> Everybody got run We're over. We're back to dead parents. Here hey, we are. This is the worst week yet. The, the dead parentist podcast on the left. Wait, I have uh, questions about this, okay. this actual news situation. Okay, so uh, not, to, not to quantify the like damage that was done in a a way that seems like it's diminishing it. But like how many people were injured? Because like I uh, I think 62. Interesting. Like I wonder how many of those people The car was still going through 62 that's people. That's what I'm saying yeah. because actually like uh a few years ago I was at a um protest in the north side mm -hmm. and a car drove into a group of us. And casually, I mean, ca well, what 
wasn't very casual. It was definitely business casual for sure. It was <laughs> was it he was, wearing a soft collared shirt or? Um, but <laughs> he he was just wearing. He was actually wearing a clan hood. So that was. Well, that makes it hard to see where you're going when you're driving. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. This is dark. This is dark. I mean, we did how did, say- we turn, how did we turn a story about children being run over to, and killed into something even worse? This is this is truly a feat. The worst um, guests yet. I would say full circle, but that was like full obtuse. Some, yeah. It was full the shape of Andy's head. Um, oh, jeez. So- now it's full circle. <laughs> Anyways, I, I felt like there was enough like crowd resistance against the car. Like there were probably a hundred people right there, but like you could say, Oh, he drove his car into a hundred people, but like he didn't hit a hundred people. He hit like seven people. So that's what I was trying to figure out about the kids in the parade. There's video of this. This dude was fucking flying down the street. Like he didn't like, he was going like in the same direction as the parade route. So like, that's why he didn't hit them all at once. He like hit them as he was going and then got away. Like this, this story is fucking insane. This guy like got away from the parade and like the cops chasing him. And then he like ditched the car that he was in. And then he went up to some stranger's house with no shoes on and the guy let him in because like this, it was like a couple blocks away. This guy had no idea what had just transpired. And he saw this dude knock on his door with no shoes on. And and the dude was like, can I use your phone? The guy let him in to use his phone and like gave him a sandwich before he had any idea what was going on. And then he saw the news and then like confronted the dude and he ran away. Uh, this Wait, story he is drove through a bunch of kids and then whenever confronted by the nice man that gave him a sandwich, he ran away from him. Where? When did he take his shoes off? I don't know if they were ever shoes. Um, that, that detail was once again left out. That's what I'm saying. The police are hiding. Ooh, a lot of plot holes in this one. <laughs> so fucked. Yeah, but that's what. Uh, what kind of sandwich was it? <laughs> Also, where was this? And you're not, I don't, you're not coming in my fucking house. You knock on the door. Do you call the no police? fucking shoes? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even like the police, but if you show up with no fucking shoes, I'm calling. I'm calling somebody. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm probably. I'm calling a look, trained if, community interventionalist. If you I'm have, just calling Deanna. If you have the audacity to knock on my door in the middle of a Sunday and with no shoes on, be like, can I use your phone? I'm probably just going to let you in to see where the story goes. He's probably going to invite you like, on the pod. Yeah. He's be like, we're be recording like, yeah, a we're- podcast <laughs> in here. Just come on. In our, in our third seat. <laughs> Don't chop your sandwich into the microphone. Wait, can you imagine finding out in real time on a podcast? Podcast that somebody <laughs> that your guest had just killed. Anyways, uh, we this- should go, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. So yeah, I don't know. There was like a bunch of people saying that this is like some kind of fucking Black Lives Matter terrorist plot, but like the the dudes. I mean, I don't want to like really speak on it, but like the dude just seems fucked up. Like he seems like he's in, in, like you know somebody that needs a lot of help, and uh, you know he's in a bad place, and he's just fucking. I don't know. I do, it doesn't seem like this dude like purposefully killed people. It looks like he was either like out of his mind on drugs or something like it, you, you don't fucking like I don't see any way that you like hit that many people and just keep going like at a certain point. Like, I don't I don't fucking know. I mean, that just sounds like a lot of panic. Like it sounds like yeah. like, like you're taking one trip in from the car with all your groceries and you 
drop your keys and start panicking and suddenly your milk's in the fucking road and like all your spaghetti's all over the place and like yeah. now you killed 62 people. Yes. <laughs> Again, my diary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Um, but speaking of Black Lives Matter, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, he gave his first interview uh, after being acquitted uh, for murdering people um, on Fox News with, you guessed it, friend of the pod, Tucker Carlson. He got the exclusive, the exclusive first Kyle. And uh, holy shit. This was fucking wild. Kyle a wild Rittenhouse, ride. Kyle Rittenhouse at one point said, uh, you know, I don't like the narrative that I'm a white supremacist. I actually support Black Lives Matter. And that's when I had to stop. <laughs> like, here's the thing. So many people saw this and were like, like, okay, there's there were two kinds of reactions that I hated, which was the liberal reaction, which was like, this is good that like, I can't believe he's saying this, you know, like it's, you know, maybe this isn't, you know, whatever. And like the reality is it's just like this kid hired a fucking PR firm that was like, here's what you do. Go on the news. Say you like black lives matter. Just be like, yeah, I'm not a white supremacist. I have a, I have a black friend. Um, also I only murdered white people. I'm obviously not a white supremacist. And one of them was a bad guy. Yeah. One of them was bad. I found out after he was a bad guy. I'm a kind of, I'm kind of like Batman. <laughs> But yeah, the other response. Dead parents, yeah. once again. <laughs> it's all coming up, dead parents. I'm going to subscribe to the Patreon <laughs> under the name Dead Parents so that every week you have to say that this podcast is sponsored by Dead Parents. But, okay. Uh, this podcast literally is sponsored by. Do you think if my mom was still around to tell me that I'm a good boy, I would need to seek out attention from strangers on the internet? No. Okay. I'm concerned about your mom <laughs> telling you you were a good boy. <laughs> I was also doing that long before my parents died. Same. Wow, um, our parents <laughs> ratio in here is bad. We got three people, three parents. It's not good. Well, <laughs> we're at a 50% parenting here. <laughs> Folks, if you got parents, write into worst weekend at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what they're up to. Let us know if they've ever driven into a children's Christmas parade. Actually, if they've, if there's, don't let us know if they've done that. I don't want to be complicit. Was the person who gave that guy a sandwich, was the guy, was the person who invited him into their home, like, was that someone's parent? I don't know. But if, if it was, we got, we got to check on him. It's only a matter of time. Parents be dropping like flies out here. <laughs> This is so unnecessarily dark for already awful subject matter. The, the other response to Kyle Rittenhouse proclaiming his <laughs> Black Lives Matter uh, credentials is that conservatives, uh, they acted betrayed by this. They were like, I can't believe, you know, I was on his side until he said he liked Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I, that, I loved that part. I got like sick pleasure out of just like, watching them trip over their own two feet and and essentially like all of their statements just boiled down to like well when i thought the kid was as racist as i was <laughs> i was on board and then when i found out he was a little less racist well fuck him i hope his parents die <laughs> but he's not even less racist he's just pretending to be less racist the entire thing 
Well, that's what most people are doing. So fair, fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. So after his, you know, just groundbreaking interview on Tucker Carlson, you know, proclaiming his uh, after Kyle Rittenhouse announced to the world that he is woke on Monday, he met with you guessed it, another friend of the pod, Donald J. Trump, uh, who called him a nice young man. <laughs> He posted a picture. He said he's pro BLM, and the next day he posted a picture with Donald Trump. (laughs) Your mom is not around to tell you you're a good boy. But (laughs) why'd you make the joke I was gonna make? Kyle Rittenhouse has Donald Trump to tell him he's a nice young man. So, and he has parents. Damn. Yeah. Fuck, dude. I have parents. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa, big flex, Deanna. Fuck, dude. They're ashamed of me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. My mom listened to the pod. She really liked it. If my mom was still around, she'd be like, what's a podcast? Um- <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Deanna's mom. <laughs> Deanna's mom, uh, patreon.com slash worst week yet. Um- <laughs> Speaking of Donald Trump, uh, I actually, this is some exciting news. Um, the world is ready to be blessed with just the absolute hottest new bar on the planet. It just opened up in Trump Tower. It's called 45 Wine and Whiskey Bar. It's deck it's a Donald Trump themed bar. Donald Trump famous does not drink guy um has opened a bar. <laughs> Uh, the, the bar's decorated with photos from Trump's time in office. You know, him shaking hands awkwardly with world leaders and all that shit. Him uh, feeding McDonald's to a team of, look, of... that is the greatest photo of the last 50 years. Okay, him, Donald Trump, <laughs> standing on the table of McDonald's and Burger King. Like, it's the last supper. Like <laughs> It's the most American fucking thing I've ever seen, honestly. Joe and- Biden doesn't have the courage... <laughs> I just wish you could have seen the light that was in my eyes when you were talking about this hot new bar that's going to be great. And so, <laughs> Well, a uh, few details about it. They're, um, they're selling cocktails that start at like $27 a piece. Uh, the specialty drink, though, is called the 45, uh, which contains Wyoming whiskey. Didn't know that was a thing. Something called Demarara. Demo- is that the roofie? I don't know. And orange bitters. Um, it's also served. This drink is served with a Diet Coke and beef sliders, <laughs> which, frankly, I'm kind of here for. <laughs> Next Wait, up, I mean, is that a is that the twenty seven dollar drink? Because I feel like no, that's that a combo meal. No, that one costs forty five dollars. Oh, that's the that's the signature. That's the forty five. Everything is. 45 themed about it yeah yeah our signature drink includes another a a separate drink and burgers like every (laughs) every restaurant brags about like a half pound burger but like this restaurant just has 0.45 pound burgers (laughs) i went to fuddruckers in like 2005 and i ordered the one pound burger and it wasn't like multiple patties it was just one giant patty it was like the size of a plate and uh, my friends are all disgusted with me. One time in high school, my cousin ate like a, did one of those like five pound burger challenge. He like oh drove God. all the way to West Virginia to do that. Did he, did he complete it? He did. Oh, fuck. Yeah. We should get him on the pod. Ew. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, like that's the size of like a, like a, a very small baby. Like the percentage of my body that that is, is. <laughs> okay. We get it. You're skinny. <laughs> yeah, I am. Thanks. 
Moving on, uh, this week we the world was blessed with another another just absolute banger. This time, not a bar, it was a song. No, a masterpiece from none other than the original Kid Kid Rock. Now, Kid Rock, he's been he's been doing he's been doing some uh, bullshit for the last few years, but he said, you know what? No, this is the, I got something I got something to say. I'm a <laughs> I'm a guy from Detroit who's real into the Confederate flag, and I've got some things to get off my chest. Uh, Kid Rock debuted. Don't they all? (laughs) He debuted this new song. The song is all about uh, cancel culture and people being too sensitive. Um, I wrote down some of the lyrics here. I'm not going to do them in the Kid Rock voice, but I'm going to I'm going to give I'm going to give this a little bit of flair to it. Years ago, we all thought it was a joke. See? That every kid got a motherfucking trophy. But yo, homie, here's a situation. A nation of pussies is our next generation. Kid Rock. <laughs> Homies. Kid Rock sucks so bad. <laughs> pussies. What a loser. Kid Rock, come on the pod. I want to call you a loser to your face. Kid, yes, please, Kid Rock, come on the pod. I want to ask you... Um, <laughs> So many questions. I uh, sprained my neck listening to Cowboy as a child, and <laughs> that was the worst thing Kid Rock had ever done to me. <laughs> Until, Until now. now. <laughs> the chorus of this song, it goes, Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. <sighs> Most of the time, I'm glad that this is just audio and that you can't see me because TVH, I look like shit. <laughs> But I wish that you guys could have seen my facial reaction to that performance. I wish you could have seen like how the wind blew my hair back as if I were on stage currently rocking out worldwide. No, that was just more of it falling out. Jesus fucking Christ. This podcast is over. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. Subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, I'll get Kid Rock on. (laughs) Does Kid Rock have parents? (laughs) <laughs> yes, he's the kid. Yeah, wait, it's not it's not orphan rock, Deanna. <laughs> Bastard rock. <laughs> Bastard rock is a better name. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. So uh what else ha- oh so this week um <laughs> You're like, what else happened? What are we doing here? (laughs) What am I doing with my life? Oh, yeah. You have the cheat sheet. You cheated hosting your own podcast and you still got confused. I cannot get over the fact that you call me writing down notes cheating. It's so fucking funny. We didn't get the homework assignment. Yeah, I didn't. I don't have any fucking notes. You know how my anxiety works? I'm like, what are we going to talk about on the pod? You're like, ah, just some stuff. You'll see. You'll see when we start. Look, I like to surprise my guests. Uh, <laughs> invite people onto your podcast that have crippling anxiety and then just surprise then just them, put them on the spot repeatedly. with 20 news stories <laughs> cheating it's fucking rigged it's <laughs> the fake news podcast uh, <laughs> we're keeping score too. where <laughs> so more stories have been coming out this week um, about these like these like shoplifting heists that have just started happening. Have you seen any of these videos of like people running into upscale stores and just taking everything? I hear someone calling me outside. 
It's a shoeless man. He knows my name. I've got to go. He wants a sandwich and I must deliver. But it's happened in like Chicago and San Francisco and I think Los Angeles too. And like the thing is, is that it's funny just on the, like this is a pro shoplifting podcast. Shoplifting is hot girl shit. We we are full support. I love a crime. I love crime. (laughs) I said nothing. I manage a retail store. I like my career. Be gay, do crime. Be gay. It's in the constitution. Do crime. Uh, But like, there have been so many videos of this, or excuse me, so many instances of this now that it's like a trend that I haven't really heard about this before. Where like literally just like twenty people will run into a Nordstrom's and just take everything and leave, and like that's fucking cool, dude. Like, now I'm fucking pissed. Nobody invited <laughs> me. What the fuck, guys? Um, it happened at a Home Depot, and they were like. The the fucking police suck so fucking much. They were like, yeah, um, some of the some of the uh, some of the thieves stole hammers and crowbars, which police say will uh, could possibly be used in further crimes. Like, no, dude, they were just stealing shit. What the fuck is? <laughs> I just was trying to figure out what would be so valuable to like rush into Home Depot that you could carry out with your hands. I mean, it drills like hundred fifty bucks. Like, just when I thought, and then that- you can sell it. Like that's that's what's happening is people are taking stuff oh, to sell. I'm fully aware. Like, like, I've been managing stores like that forever. I they, Yes, people come in, they grab the stuff, and they flip it. Yeah, but the cops have no idea what's going on. They're like, they took this They took this crowbar. The, okay, the, the Home Depot heist is actually just the first step in uh, a plot to, like, break into a safe somewhere. Like, I don't, like, what the fuck? They took this crowbar. This is only step one. This is only the beginning. Like, <laughs> Just when I thought that watching Republicans low-key fall apart when they're like kid white supremacist didn't when when he said he supported Black Lives Matter was gonna be the thing that I found most exciting. <laughs> Here comes a crowd of people robbing a Nordstrom and I just Woo. One of my favorite podcasts is later. called The Daily Zeitgeist and they I think they coined the term that they're calling these flash robs. Yes. I fucking love I that love dude. It. I fucking love it. So, um, listeners, if you have been involved as a as a part of a flash rob, uh, write in. Um, we'll keep it anonymous. I just want to hear your story. I just want to tell you how great you, you're doing, and yeah. that we're all proud of you. Come to the door. No shoes. We'll know it's you. <laughs> the password is dead parents. <laughs> um, also, Wait, I love that though. I yeah. love I love the robbery. I love that it's groups of people. Mm-hmm. I love that it has like chaos goblin energy about it because like there could have been a plan, but it doesn't seem like it's like super well orchestrated. Like in my mind, it feels a lot like how we organize actions. Like that's how I feel yeah. like this went down. It's like somebody created a Facebook event <laughs> and then Six people fought about whether or not the police would find the Facebook event. So they took it down and then they all just like met up in a parking lot. And right. That's literally what happened. I do like it. I do. I like like it. it. Um, What? Oh, oh, the CEO of one of these fucking stores. I forget what it was. It might have been Nordstrom. Again, details. Who gives a fuck? Um, One of the CEOs of a store that a store chain that this has happened in said that the uh, in response to this, that you know, the trauma of having your store robbed in such a way is going to make it even harder to hire retail employees. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now, Clint, you've got a lot of retail experience. If something like this happened in your store, like they, they aren't hurting anybody. They're just like running in and grabbing stuff. 
would that would you consider that traumatic? Okay, I guess you can't answer on the record if you would think it was funny. Would I or consider not. that traumatic? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Literally, I don't care. Like, I mean, it would be a back of house nightmare for you. Not even really that. Like, there's two types of retail employees: ones that give a shit, and ones that don't. Mm, guess which one most of them are. Like, they're not paying any of us <laughs> enough to like chase you through the like. Oh, let me go turn off the alarm and then tell the loss prevention person and then move on with my day. Right. Like, don't hit my face. I have enough problems. Like, just take stuff. I, honestly, if I was a retail employee and a group of people came in and was just like quick robbing the store, I would be like, the good stuff's over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, uh-uh, don't, not that blow dryer. That one shorts out. You got to, you yes. got to get this one. Gra- <laughs> grab two. Get one for your sister. It's really the, so, Okay. I obviously I give a shit because it's my job and I have to. The career criminals are the ones that are like, really? Like, I just feel like they're beating me. And so I have to beat them. Those are the ones that I get mad about. But mm-hmm. like, if this is just like a one off, like flash go, mm, have at it. I don't know. Sounds like an interesting <laughs> new way to fuck everyone over. Have at it. I love I love it. Like, yeah, I'm, I love not, it. I'm not going to run and chase one person. You think I'm chasing 20 people like this? This the system is I not set up to prevent. I don't even run unless I'm being chased, and even then, <laughs> also like I only run until I encounter a children's parade, I'm, and then I stop. <laughs> Take there's, shoes off. There's two type of people in this world: those that stop when they are running into a parade, <laughs> and those who make terrible jokes on podcasts. It's actually funnier because, like, I was imagining myself, like, not in a car, but just like my own self running. And then when I just, encounter like, the parade, I just people. stop. <laughs> I'm like, oh, y'all motherfuckers are walking too. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, no, I definitely, okay, I'm not the type to run people over, but I am the type that I will, like, <laughs> just very rudely like barge my way through a parade like if i encounter a parade like and i'm running perpendicular i'm going right through that motherfucking parade like people be somebody be playing a fucking oboe and i'll just be like oh excuse me won't won't like how do you think pride started (laughs) the first pride was a parade that somebody ran through (laughs) please people are already confused enough about what happened And the community, like, we just keep putting out more letters every week. Don't don't confuse the issue anymore. Speaking of pride, um, <laughs> I promise I've got a story for that. Uh, Rachel Maddow fucking sucks real big time. <laughs> Rachel Maddow was, uh, no, it's, it's going to connect. It's, give, me, give me the grace, Deanna. I promise I've got the missing link here. Rachel Maddow. Like- Toad's wild ride <laughs> all like, over again. Is yakety sax <laughs> just playing in your brain? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't talk back. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Rachel Maddow fucking sucks. Uh, this week she was talking on MSNBC and she said that the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers are inadvertently funny to her because they, quote, both sound really gay, end quote. Um, this is a, she explained herself because obviously you don't want to just leave some, a banger like that, uh, just hanging out in the air. She said, quote, they both seem like they're referring to gay stuff, whether it's the proud boys in terms of gay pride told you I'd bring it back motherfucker or the oath keepers. 
thing around a lot of the gay politics around gay marriage about being able to say your I do's with your beloved. Is she just getting paid a dollar every time she says gay? She's like the gay politics around gay marriage with your gay beloved and your gay lives. And then she suggested that the way to combat hate groups is to start referring to them as the lesbian Avengers. I'm sorry, what? What? Yeah, she was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm from now on, I'm just gonna, th- I'm just gonna think of them as the lesbian Avengers. Well, okay, so can I, let me preface this with, like, fuck her, that's terrible as a gay person, t- fucking eat shit and die. But can I also say that the first time I saw someone write out the word Proud Boys, I didn't, like, I just saw it typed out, and it was something that's, like, one-off in, like, a sentence, and I thought it was a gay thing. I was like, is this, like, a new, like, gay group, <laughs> or, like, what like what are yeah, you talking about? And I was is like, this, like, are the Proud Boys, like, giving prep to, like, marginalized communities like we yeah right so like i i mean i get that i can get that at least for the proud boys but the oath keepers one is a huge oh, yeah. stretch no that is um what what it seems like to me is that now this is this is conf- like confusing and probably not my place to speak because rachel maddow is a gay person but like there's this thing that liberals do where they like throw out their morality if they want to say something mean about somebody they don't like, like how they are. They're always like calling Donald Trump fat. It's like, like you're just doing fat. You're just bullying people. And it's like, well, it's okay because like, you know, we don't like Trump or like all those images of like uh, the memes of like Trump and Putin kissing. It's like, you're, you're doing, you're doing a homophobia there, bud. So like this is weird that she's like I don't know. I don't know what the line is for being a gay person and calling something gay in a derogatory way. And like the fact that she said gay like three times when she was it's just fucking weird. Um I don't know. Again, not my place to speak, not my place to like really make that distinction, but it sounded fucking gross the way she said it, you know? It's very cringe. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it's just cringe all the way around. I- I wonder, though, in her case, if she almost I I wonder if she was saying it in a way of like that would be offensive, like that they're the kind of people that would be offended by that. So less that she would use it as an offense, but like, Mm -hmm. No, that doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, the the road you're on is just windy and wrong. And yeah, it, it, there, it's a dead end. There's guy no shoes. Yeah, no dead kids. The that's what I'm saying. Is, is that like yeah. I think you're on the same track that she is on. But I think that's like like that that makes sense to me that she's like, yeah, this will trigger these guys by calling them gay. Oh, but it's like I'm not th- saying that I think that that's the right approach. Th- I'm just saying she that, was thinking. that that is, I could see that being what she that thought. That was the poor thought process. Yeah. Oh no, that wasn't, that's not my thought process. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, that's what I figured you were saying, but yeah. Uh, Rachel Maddow, fuck you. Uh, let's move on. Um, don't come on the pod. We don't come you. on the pod. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, this <laughs> speaking of things that are wildly cringe this week, um, a controversy just stormed after that's not how that the words used in a sentence uh, after the women's March sent out a fundraising email. Everybody remember the women's March? Oh, yeah. Pink pussy hats. Yeah. Um, they sent out a fundraising email this week. The title of the email was, quote, 1492, end quote. The body of the email said, please donate 1492 to the Women's March. 
and that was the email they sent out. No explanation as to why they were doing fourteen ninety two. Um, no, no forethought as to oh, you know, what uh, what uh, indigenous erasure is going on this week. Uh, so they sent out this fucking email, and people were like, "What the fuck is this, dude? Like, this is literally like." This is the week where we do indigenous erasure as a country. Like, uh, why are you doing 1492? And then they had to clarify with a statement that was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, The reason we did 1492 is because that was the average amount of our donations this month. Nobody even realized, like, the coincidence. Oh, my, this is so embarrassing. We would never do that. Like, oh, 1492 is... (laughs) Liars. Lies. Because the minute I hear 1492, the first thing I think to myself is... That bitch Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Mm-hmm. They are fucking liars. Yeah. Uh, Correct. <laughs> they were trying to do some kind of like donate $14.92 because in 1492, Columbus, like th- they could have played it that way. They could have been like, oh, this actually was honoring. But like, <laughs> can I also say that based off the donation emails that I get, if you literally just emailed me and said that, nothing else, I'd probably be so curious that I might actually do it. <laughs> Like, I have one of those, like, weird prepaid cards with money on it so I can do weird stuff on the internet that I don't trust, like, here. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's a good... St- Listen, oh, yeah, sign you're... up for the worst we get Visa card. Your dark, uh, <laughs> your dark web card? It's not Bitcoin, but it's, only because I don't understand that. Um, it's funded by BoobTube Bank. <laughs> that joke is only funny if you're a regular listener. You're lost if you're not. There's no such thing as a regular person who listens to this podcast. Um, but here's the more pressing question, which is, uh, why is the Women's March raising money? That happened once four years ago. There was another one. Was there? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Wait, when? What, like, recently? Oh, okay. See, I have not heard anything about this group since 2017. Sorry, since they- it's not that I, um, like, I would like to be more specific, and I feel like I know, but I've lost all sense of linear time, and so I actually don't know, but more recently than 2017, for sure. I guess I can look it up. We don't do this on this podcast, but I guess I can look it up. I just, I thought that there was only the one, but I'm, you know, listeners, first time for everything, I could be wrong. Yeah, it's like a whole problematic, ongoing thing, and like, we have to fight about the pussy hats every few years, and like... That's literally the only reason that I like, know that there was, I think that there was one recently. And like, rightly so, I mean, I think we should be fighting about the pussy hats, but like... Also other stuff. Did you find out when it was? Um, The last one was held October 2nd? Yeah. Yeah, it was what? recent. I like, remember. Just the yeah. fuck now. I knew it was like now. Oh, wow. Do these people not realize how much they could get out of Nordstrom if they just took all of that energy and went to the store? That's going to be the Women's <laughs> March I lead. I'm like, look. The whip, the, okay, yes. I'm like, <laughs> they're taking away our rights to safe, our rights to access safe and legal abortion. They're making it harder for us to get medical care. They don't want us to rest after we go through the trauma of childbirth. But <laughs> you know what? We're going to march anyways, and instead of going to, like, the Capitol, we're just going to go to Nordstrom, and everyone's getting a St. Laurent bag. (laughs) Okay, listen, not for nothing, that would make shit happen. Yeah. Like, the stores would be like, oh, okay, so we're going to take action, and then, Yeah. yeah. But, like, I feel like that would attract the wrong crowd. Like, I don't want a bunch of Karens in a beige rage marching behind me into Nordstrom. I don't. 
if everything about you is camel colored, I don't want it. <laughs> like those caramel, you got the caramel highlights and the tan coat and the is beige that a shot booties. at my boots. <laughs> Clint is currently wearing camel boots. Clint is currently the in the beige rage. <laughs> Stop saying beige rage. I can't take it. <laughs> you know exactly who I'm talking about. The like. Oh, I know. The like Pinterest lady named Ashley with four extra Y's and an N <laughs> for no reason. And like a, a floppy hat. Her favorite hat. food is charcuterie board. Like that's <laughs> the actual board. <laughs> I put out three different kinds of olives on my board because I believe in diversity. Um, <laughs> Ashley, e, 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 come on the pod. Uh, <laughs> the inventory of people who are and are not invited to the pod this week is a, is a wild ride. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's all about just like. Can you we, imagine the conversation that one of those Ashleys and Kid Rock would have? <laughs> While robbing Nordstrom. There's no cheat sheet for that shit. <laughs> with, uh, wait, Kid Rock with the people who invented participation trophies. That is, you know, podcasts, podcasts with controversy can work. I, I think this is a good idea. You know what, uh, Kid, Mr. Rock, uh, please get in touch. Um, we will set this up. Also, The Rock. Dwayne Johnson, if you're listening, I have a framed photo of you on my station at work. <laughs> please come on the pod. <laughs> Just the whole rock family. Hell Anybody, yeah. Any kind of rock. Come on. Any rock and salt. All, the worst we get is a uh, podcast that we, we'll welcome any and all rocks. Pro salt, pro rock. <laughs> salt is basically just a rock you can eat. Pro shoplifting. <laughs> Anti-cop. Donald Trump, friend of the pod. Uh, <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene, not so much. Uh, Rachel Maddow, definitely not. Okay, if I had to choose between booking Marjorie Taylor Greene or Rachel Maddow, it wouldn't even take me 30 seconds. <laughs> that that broke all of our brains. <laughs> that upset me in a core foundational way. Let's bitch about the Women's March some more. The Women's March is problematic as fuck. It's, it is peak white feminism to use like a a little Twitter phrase we mm -hmm. all like a lot, but like it is, it's just so very white. The topics are, are so very steeped and privileged. It, and it leaves out so many marginalized people. I mean, it makes sense that the pink pussy hat is the, is the like mascot of this fucking event. It makes sense that they obtusely sent out an email about $14 and 92 cents the week of the week when the entire country celebrates, you know, a genocide against indigenous people. It's just, it's so white and it's so messy and they're still out there just getting whiter and messier by the year. Yeah. Well, I mean, since Donald Trump is gone, their problems are pretty much solved. <laughs> you know, one and done. I heard somebody talking uh, the other day and they were like, uh, talking about, they were like, well, she's a woman, so she wouldn't have voted for Trump. And I was like, dude, she's a white woman. Like, what are you saying? Like, that's, <laughs> I don't know. 53% of white women who voted, voted for Donald Trump in that election. Never forget. Never forget. Fun Never fact forget. of this, the pandemic and ran, managing a retail store. Do you know how many Trump masks I would see? <laughs> that's such a fun Wait, oxymoron. On so many <laughs> women. <laughs> on so many women not covering their noses. The whole, <laughs> the whole gambit. You know that picture from like that, the, that election cycle that was like, Trump standing in front of all of those like 
rabid looking white women who mm-hmm. were like, that's the beige rage. Like oh, yeah. that's that's what I'm talking about when I say the beige rage. It has nothing to do with your Chelsea boots, Clint. Not everything's <laughs> about you. Dana's still on the, the boots. She feels bad. She 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 uh disparaged your camel crocs. Yeah. My camel crocs. crocs. <laughs> These are from Saks. Who's the disparager now? I do feel bad about it. I'll sit up out of my casket at my own funeral and be like, but before I go, Clint, I really didn't mean it when I made made fun of your Crocs. On the way here, Deanna looked at me and went, are you mad at me? I had just picked him up. No, why? Oh, I don't know. My brain just told me to ask you. Mm. You know, it's good to it's good to cover all the bases. Got to make sure it, it, if somebody's mad at you, you want to know about it. Let's move on. If you're mad at me, come on the pod. <laughs> if you're mad at me, come on. <laughs> it's going to be a long episode. Uh, this week, NASA launched a spacecraft that will wreck into and bl- attempt to blow up an asteroid to see if we are capable of doing the plot of Armageddon should we ever need to. This is exciting. Say it again. Just read the whole. Just read the whole thing. This week, I can't read. I only get it once, and I'm fucked. Give me the goddamn cheat sheet. I'll read it for myself. This week, NASA launched a spacecraft that will wreck into and attempt to blow up an asteroid to see if we are capable of doing the plot of Armageddon. Should we ever need to? Okay, so when you said it the first time, I, I did. I did hear it all. I, <laughs> Yeah, there, I, yeah, there were nothing was missed. I processed it poorly, I think. But also, when you said the part about to see if we could do the plot of Armageddon if we need to, like I didn't know was that you, like trying to do a comedy, or or that was I actually am a the professional reason. Professional comedian. Well, no, like so that's where I was at. I was like, this is actually why. Yeah, like when this you entire- said. When you said that they did it, I was like, okay, okay, cool. Checks out. Seems like mm-hmm. a NASA thing to do. And then you, when you said the reason was to see if we could do the plot of Armageddon if we had to, like, was that, was that? I'm framing it in a silly way, but yes, like this is literally, they're like, well, we should probably figure out if there's an asteroid heading towards us, if we're just fucked or if we can blow it up or like change its course, which is the plot to Armageddon. So oh, Okay. Yeah, like yeah. they're not doing this. Like somebody at NASA is like, like my Futurama. favorite movie is, Na- uh, this is Armageddon. This is all marketing and like we're that get a Futurama new movie next episode year. with like the ball of garbage. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're basically like, how fucked are we gonna be if there's ever a rock hurtling towards us? Another rock. That rock <laughs> not welcome on the podcast. Um, Actually, that rock is the most welcome <laughs> on the. Po- if you are an asteroid coming to kill us all, please come on the pod. <laughs> The worst we get has an exclusive interview with the asteroid coming to kill us. <laughs> it's just news footage of your house getting crushed. <laughs> yeah, so that's fun. Um, we'll give we'll keep you updated. More fun on, than dead parents. We'll keep- <laughs> I'm sorry, I took my meds at the wrong time. My mother is watching you. <laughs> Tell her to subscribe to the Patreon. Listen, Clint asks his mom, Clint asks his dead mom for money sometimes. <laughs> he does. Wait, he does. He does. He'll be okay. like, he'll be like, Sharon, I, I want to buy, you know, something, something stupid. And can I have some money for it? And then he'll put money in a slot machine 
And then he'll fucking win like $300 to buy the stupid thing. Like he Damn. asks his mom's money for ghost and money for ghost. Yeah, yep, that's what I do. That's what, he, that's what you do. <laughs> you do ask your mom's money. You ask for her ghost money. I do. And, and she comes through. They say that the Lord works in mysterious ways, but your mom's ghost works in uh, digital slot machines. <laughs> uh, ghost money is when you buy something on a credit card, knowing damn well you never intend to pay that credit card off. That, yeah. That's also what my mom would advise. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon was specializing in ghost money long before she was actually a ghost. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, ghosts, let's let's... Let's move it up a notch. You know, we're we're talking afterlife. We're talking heaven. Uh, this week, God. Uh, well, somebody was reaching out to God. An attempt. Somebody was asking the the Holy Ghost for help, if you will. Um, of course, I am speaking about none other than Kanye West, who is seeking out the Lord in attempt to help him win back. Kim Kardashian. Now, uh, Kim Kardashian, friend of the pod, uh, well, welcome anytime. Kanye, not so much. Uh, Pete Davidson, jury's still out. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West split up a few months ago, and she's now dating uh, Pete Davidson, which I guess is I don't I don't care that much about celebrities, but I do like uh, I do like people saying. <laughs> I do like pathetic stories about people thinking they're going to get back with their ex, celebrity or not. Um, so Kanye posted a black and white photo of him and Kim Kardashian kissing and said, like, God will bring us back together or some shit like that. <laughs> and like, I've done some pathetic shit after a breakup, but like, that's that's. I could never even touch that kind of level, dude. That is so amazing. I just want to say that I find it incredibly strange that you had like a million you had a million excuses for like drove into a parade guy you were like he was you're like he was clearly in distress you were like he's clearly in distress seems he like he was chased. it was the cops fault seems like he was really going through it like and then Kanye just posts like a sad breakup post from the mother of his children like Kanye who like is admittedly like publicly mentally ill. And you're like, that is a fucking pathetic piece of shit. <laughs> Look, I relate to this one a lot more. I think it says more about how you see yourself it than does, how you see yeah. Kanye. <laughs> I've posted a song that I wrote about a girl who broke up with me after she called me pathetic. I recorded the song and posted it on Facebook. Like I literally have met in over overmet the assignment. Um, that's not a word or way to say anything. So, so I, what you're saying is you don't need to be making fun of Kanye right now. You need to be talking to a therapist in your phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is what I'm saying. Just play the slots. It's fast. Breaking news. Yeah, ask your dead mom to help you play the slots. <laughs> I've never tried it. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Kim, Kanye, it's, it, it, like this was the same like within two or three days of uh, Pete Davidson posting a picture where he has like a giant hickey on his neck, which is like Kim Kardashian's 40 years old. What's she doing? Giving somebody a hickey? Like really sucking necks. Yeah. But I don't know. I haven't had a hickey in a long time. To be fair, I haven't had anybody like kiss or touch me in a long time either, but 
even longer than that has been a hickey. Like, who gives hickeys? What is going on? The homosexuals still do. Yeah. Okay. All the time, like everywhere. Sometimes that shit just happens on accident, mm. you know? I will say, though, that whole, like, can they just stop dating? Like, the whole Pete <laughs> Davidson thing. Like, the only people that I can land are scummy, skeezy, gross-looking, didn't shower since two years ago, guys. Can you not make it cool to date them? <laughs> Like, I need them to be available. <laughs> also, if you are those guys and you see, like, MGK or, like, Travis Barker or Pete Davidson with these, like, super hot women, but you're just out there, you're just a regular guy, don't forget the one thing that all those guys have that you do not have, which is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And so like, if you're just regular, like if you're just a regular guy and you look like Pete Davidson, don't try to go off after the hottest girl in town. Yeah. She doesn't want you leave her alone. I saw somebody post this tweet this week that was like, Hey, just a reminder, that guy with a bunch of tattoos probably isn't hot. And I've been thinking Tattoo about fog. it. Non I've been thinking about it nonstop because I was like had the the lowest self esteem until I got covered in tattoos, and I'm like, you know, I'm pretty good looking. I'm like, fuck, it really is just the tattoos. Fuck, My husband dude. has a lot of tattoos. Have I been duped? <laughs> Jeff, if you're secretly ugly, come on the pod. <laughs> Tell us about it. <laughs> I have tattoos. I'm just openly ugly. It's uh, fine. Yeah, I'm ugly on the inside. There's no <laughs> tattoos for that. I just wake up two hours early to spackle it all on my face. <laughs> I just want you guys to know that in advance of picking Clint up, he sent me a photo of himself with his beautifully applied cosmetics and said, someone please remind me that I'm not going to the Met Gala. I'm going to record a podcast at Andrew's house. And I said, dude, you know it's just audio, right? <laughs> Uh, you know, just audio look, requires Dana, a face. If you look, if you look good, you feel good, and if you feel good, you're probably not even doing a podcast. You probably have a life. Um, let's move on. Or this pants. week, <laughs> or rocks. This week, the Department of Justice settled with families and survivors of Parkland shooting victims um, from the uh, Parkland school shooting back in 2018. Um, they settled for a failure to act on FBI tips were, that were received, including one where the shooter had posted that he was going to, quote, become a professional school shooter, end quote. And another one where a woman called the FBI after he posted a bunch of photos of his guns. It was like two weeks before the shooting. Um, and her tip to the FBI said, quote, or said she feared he, quote, was going to slip into a school and start shooting up the place, end quote. The FBI got both of these tips about this guy within a year before he slipped into a school and shot up a bunch of kids, um, which I I am just now hearing about that there was, like, FBI tips about him specifically that people literally were like, this guy is going to shoot up a school. And the FBI was like, ah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, then he did. Oh, oh, I guess you can have some money. How many tips did the FBI get, though? Like, the, at least, at least two. two. Yeah. But I mean, like, in general, all the time. Oh, you're saying, so okay. like, But, like, 
I it, like, like how can they act so, on all of them? Well, that, but also I like I'm an asshole and I try to think of like new and exciting ways to fuck people over that I don't like. Like I would report someone to the FBI to have the FBI look into them. Like <laughs> if I had like the three of you do it, that would have been more tips than they got about him or the three of us. But yeah, like I could convince you two to like, hey, let's just like tip the FBI about this guy I don't like real quick. And in another staggering logical fallacy, Clint, the retail manager, would not admit how he felt about shoplifting, but would readily admit that he would file a false tip with the FBI as a petty revenge plot against someone he doesn't like for reasons unmentioned. The NSA person that has to listen to this podcast as part of like domestic terrorist surveillance is having a fucking field day right now. This is a mess. (laughs) We're all going to jail after this podcast. Gravy bail us out. Somebody report the worst week yet to, I don't know, BetterHelp. Uh, (laughs) Does BetterHelp have a tip line? Unresolved crisis center. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I guess maybe the FBI just gets too many calls like this to, like, really check on all of them. But, like... But, like, that was actually, like, a real question. Like, I wonder if they do or not. Like, Yeah, or I wonder if there's, like, uh, any kind of, like, logging system. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like the tips would all necessarily be processed by the same person. Yeah, so, I feel like, if nothing else, there should be, like, because it's all in a computer somewhere, there should be, like, an automatic alarm bell that if you get a, a tip from two different people about the same person, like, you go to their house that day. Like, if two different people are like, I think this guy might shoot up a school, then I feel like you, like, it's one thing if one random person calls and says it, but then if somebody totally unrelated also is like, hey, uh, this, this, this might happen, I feel like it's, it's on you. And like, again, it's all this fucking like, oh, they're making a settlement, they're going to give them money. It's like, I think... I think parents would probably like not have had their kids murdered than get a, a couple million dollars from the government four years later. Like, it's fucked up. I hate it. I hate this world. I hate this country. I hate it here. Thanks. I hate it here. Uh, <laughs> Everything the light touches sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, a bit of good while we're talking about justice. Um, a bit of, I guess you could call it good news, but I mean, the bar is so low, it's in hell. Uh, all three men on trial for the murder of Ahmad Arbery were found guilty this week. Um, I, like I said, like, the, you know, a lot of these cases end in not guilty verdicts. So, like, the natural reaction would be like, oh, we got, like, finally, like, justice is served. But, like, I just, I can't buy into that because, like, this is... This was a straight up fucking lynching. And the fact that like, like people are like, yes, thank goodness. It's like, no, 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 no. This shouldn't be the standard. It shouldn't be like when it's obviously when it's that we can prosecute people. I don't know. Like, it's hard to feel good about like, obviously I'd feel worse about it if they got, if they got off. But like, I feel glad that it, that the verdict came in the way that it did. But at the same time, I don't feel celebratory about mm-hmm. it because that's the issue. That like, should just be the st- like, right. Like that why should be the do standard. I, what the fact that I have to celebrate that is the problem. Yeah, I hate it. Here. I also think that this was an easier case because a lot of the situations we see involve police 
Like a lot yeah. of the major cases we see involve police, and that invokes if a these, whole if other world. If the three world. people were police, they would have gotten away with it. Yeah, something else, something very different would have happened if they were all police. Yeah. Like this, this was like the tutorial level that didn't actually have the real enemies. Like right, although uh, they are prosecuting the police who killed Elijah McClain. Yes, did uh, I read they've that? Been, they've been indicted, but it hasn't. You know, they, they haven't, I'm sure they'll probably fucking get off on the trial. It's, I, I have so See, little faith in it. See, and here we are, and that's why we can't celebrate. Right, like, yeah. it's the problem, the problem There's is no that it needs resolve. to be celebrated. Right. right. Yeah. Because none of those people were cops. So that was the easiest way for, that was the easiest way for people to get that kind of actually just outcome mm -hmm. yeah, yeah because if if those were members of law enforcement whether they were on or off duty it would have been a fucking murky cesspool mm -hmm. of bullshit yeah yeah um yeah this uh america's just you know what justice system <laughs> more like an injustice system if you ask me Let's move on. Uh, so this week, Black Friday came and went. Um, there wasn't, you know, the normal store. Like, I feel like it's been a few years since there was somebody actually trampled to death. Like, I feel like maybe that's kind of a thing of the the past. Like, like it's like an urban legend now. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, like Target didn't even open on Thanksgiving. Like, a lot of stores are like kind of, kind of just dialing back on like the whole extreme like madness of trying to focus it all on black Friday. Like a, a lot of stores, like their sales weren't even that good or they were like spread out over the week. Um, but Thanksgiving happened this weekend and something, uh, there were a few incidents that proved that America is still America. Namely um, in two completely separate incidents, uh, two five-year-old children died of accidental gunshot wounds playing with a gun they found and, Killed, killed their little cousin or little brother. If uh, you're five years old and you're listening to the podcast, would you rather have gone in the Christmas parade? Deanna! <laughs> Please edit this out. I'm such a bad fucking person. I'm such a bad fucking person. You just paid for express shipping to hell. Holy shit. You didn't even just fill the card up with little shit to get to the free shipping. You just paid the extra $50, went straight there. Lil Nas X was still getting on the stripper pole, and I was just already down there. I just jumped. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, also, if you're five years old, why the fuck are you listening to a podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's victim blaming. <laughs> So anyways, these children that died, Deanna. Please um, take that out. <laughs> Please. I'm asking Back you as to a the friend. other dead children. <laughs> I'm asking you as a friend. Oh, so dead children's not okay. Dead parents, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's the way it goes. No, no. The, that specific joke I was making. <laughs> I, was got you, really I got bad. you. I got you. I'm going to add some echo to it so it's like really sticks out. You should just actually cut that into a clip and share it with no context. <laughs> that's, that's Patreon. Yeah, sign up to the Patreon to hear the joke Deanna just made about killing a child. Um, no, excuse me, about which way is funnier for a child to die. She's no, <laughs> not which is funnier. <laughs> which she was way... taking a poll of all the five-year-olds. Yeah, I just wanted to know what's, ha what's hot with the kids these days. I just wanted to know. <laughs> I just wanted to know what they liked better. I see now that it was in poor taste. <laughs> getting, run, getting run over by a car is so 2006. God, did you hear about little Tommy? 
If you're a kid and you died and it wasn't because you got shot, this is what Kid Rock was saying about a nation of pussies. <laughs> I can't stop myself, but I really want to. So yeah, a couple couple I mean, one of them was one of these uh, five-year-olds was killed because a thirteen-year-old was doing a uh, filming a music video and was like playing with a gun they found and like didn't realize it was loaded or something and like shot shot their five-year-old cousin or something and the other one was just there like little kids playing in a house like while a family was gathered for Thanksgiving and there was just a gun sitting out and one of them picked it up and it went off and killed killed their fucking uh, another five-year-old and uh yeah so america isn't going anywhere um this is you know don't, you don't have to make it great again it never changed baby america is going to hell all i'm saying is i'll meet you there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got yeah. there first to set up the appetizers mm. what 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 kind of charcuterie do they have in hell do you <laughs> They're the olives are just all pits. Um, <laughs> this is all pits. This is the pits. <sighs> it's good to find reasons to laugh about it. Who are these? But like, who are who's <laughs> buying these guns and not like? The, <laughs> oh my god! Not securing them. Like not not just not securing them, but not like telling your children not to touch them in a way that they'll listen. Like I grew up in like bumfuck middle of nowhere and there were guns on like every corner of the street. But as kids, we were like, don't touch it. So what's happened? Like, why is it? Do you remember so that story a few years ago where um, a father took his like 11 or 13 year old daughter to a shooting range and he let her shoot the Uzi that he had or, or that the range had because like I don't think they were available for like private ownership but I think this guy like this shooting range had one and so he let this like preteen girl shoot this Uzi and then she immediately like she pulled the trigger and couldn't control it and just killed the guy that like was running the gun range like instantly uh, I think I, just, I think a lot of parents are just like yeah guns are fun kids like fun right have like, fun I've, I've talked to people of that generation before that are like Oh yeah, I was at the shooting range when I was nine, and this is where all the guns are, and my grandchildren know. And I'm like, stop that! Like, what are you doing? I will say though, my mom, uh, she took me on a roller coaster when I was like two years old. I would have rather she gave me a gun. That shit was way too scary for my age. Um, <laughs> I think I can't follow the logic there. Deanna, you all right? Yeah, just uh, just trying to find out something. Just doing my own my own cheating. You wouldn't let me hold the paper, but <laughs> I'm doing my own research. <laughs> yeah, come to find out, all this news was made up. Come find out. Uh, no, I just was looking for some facts or information about the family. It's like I wanted to see where they lived. I was just looking for. Oh, okay. So, supp supplemental information. Yeah. Okay. Like the one was in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota, the 13-year-old, mm -hmm. and he is currently in a juvenile detention center. I just wanted... I just Jesus was, fucking Christ. The just good was old curious ADHD to see dive. what was happening. Just wanted a little more facts. <sighs> I know we're like headlines only people, but 
I just thought I wanted facts this time. Well, here's the thing, and it's not. <laughs> Wait, <I'm> not... <laughs> the American Academy of Pediatrics believes the best way to prevent gun-related injuries to children is to remove guns from your home. <laughs> what is that? Another Fauci venture? I don't think so, libs. Oh, man. Um, I love that. The, they're like the best way to not fuck around and find out with a gun is no guns. Yeah. The only way to stop a bad kid with a gun is, uh, you know what? Let's move on. Uh, this week they announced, <laughs> let's talk about something that is, uh, equally disappointing, but for a ver- vastly different reasons. They announced the, uh, nominees for the Grammy awards and, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a jokes guy. I'm a I'm a comedy comedy guy, and uh, so I I don't I don't know much about new music, but I know about some of the yucksters, some of the laugh inspirers, some of the truth speakers of our age, and uh, I'm happy to report that one of the albums nominated for best comedy album is Louis C.K. That's right, folks. You can't say anything anymore. Cancel culture has gone too far. And as evidence for this, I present to you the Grammy Award nominee, who is a fucking sex crim. Uh, I don't... (laughs) I was just laughing at sex crim? Yeah, it's a good one. Because, like, I felt like you just didn't know what to say there. Like, you... (laughs) You didn't want to say sex criminal, you, like sex offender wasn't wasn't flowing out easily. You well, everybody's sex everybody's offended these days, Deanna. Don't you know anything about comedy? Um, <laughs> you and Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah, I played bass on that Kid Rock song. I think I should have told you guys. Didn't you know that the Grammys are just a participation trophy? So, <laughs> okay, Ashley. E e e e. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, so my, a friend of the pod, actual friend of the pod, the Eve Six guy, um, he was posting about it. <laughs> Just the Eve Six guy. I mean, he's got a name, but I. He, do you know it? Yeah, it's Max. But he, you know, he also wrote the Heart and a Blunder song. So what are you gonna do? Uh, that was like whenever you asked me to get into your phone, and I have to remember the passcode real quick, or like our friendship's over. <laughs> <laughs> do you know his name? <laughs> I know his name. I refuse to use it. Uh, I was just doing that thing. You know, we're like, uh, you know, if a woman's like, oh, I like sports. And immediately a guy is like. Oh, yeah, name every ball. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They ask you for some. They're like, who was the shortstop in 1927 in the. You're just like, I I don't fucking know. Like, It was either Abbott or Costello, but I I I couldn't remember. Who's on first? Fuck you. And 50% of my friends suck. I love how every week I tell people to subscribe to my podcast Patreon and then put out the worst podcast imaginable. <laughs> the worst we get. Hey, if you want even more of these low, low-hanging low fruit jokes, sign up to give me money to hear a less research version of it. Um, so the friend, <laughs> so Eve Six guy, friend of the pod, he said that he thinks that uh, the Grammys ju- only nominated Louis C.K. Uh, because they knew that it would cause controversy and get people to talk about the Grammys, which I I kind of maybe could see that. Like I don't, but it's still a shitty thing to do. Oh no, definitely, definitely. Um, just like before when I could see what the fuck Rachel was thinking, mm-hmm. but I still thought it was shitty. Like yeah, it's it's terrible. I don't. There's you know, cashing in on controversy. It's, it's cashing in on con controversy is like, 
So anyways, the keep per- listening to this podcast about all the bad news in the world. Cashing <laughs> in on controversy is like the pervy stepbrother to cancel culture. <laughs> Um, Dave Chappelle also got nominated for Best Spoken Word Album. Uh, I hate the fucking world. So let's see. Uh, oh, you know, earlier in the earlier in the recording, or maybe before we were recording, I promised the two of you that we were going to talk about Joe Biden. And I'm sorry to say I wasn't lying. This I'm week- upset because <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about my wholesome Thanksgiving story that I really like. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to that. We got a few. We got a few more awful things first. So this week, Joe Biden, uh, on on Thanksgiving weekend, he tweeted out something that he's Joe Biden is uh, himself a proud boy, uh, proud of himself. Um, He was gloating about how his administration has dramatically lowered the unemployment numbers in this country. He said last year it was almost 21 million people collecting unemployment. And this year it's down to just a few million. And, uh, you know. You really, you really love to see somebody bragging about getting the numbers down when the way that they did it was by cutting everybody off. Hey, I got the unemployment numbers down. Guess, guess what I did? I told everybody they weren't allowed to get unemployment anymore, and it worked. How did Donald Trump not think of this? Joe Biden is a genius. Joe Biden is just upset that he's too old for Donald Trump to call him a fine young man. <laughs> That's where it all went wrong. <laughs> that is where it all went wrong. Uh, I mean, aside from kicking people off of unemployment, like aside from cutting people off of unemployment, um, there was also just this like cutting off from the notion that we should be taking precautions about COVID. Like it oh, was yeah. just kind of like, all right, well, we're back to doing full-time capitalism. So you better get out there. If you die, you die. Like, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. The yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, there's a number of factors, but I think I, I would imagine that's the biggest one. I mean, I'm upset that I got kicked off unemployment, but that I am also a piece of shit who doesn't want to have a real job. So I get it, um, for me. But there's a lot of people out there that still need help. I don't need help. I just want it because I'm lazy. Spoiler alert: <laughs> the person who has been exploiting the system all along is is a straight white male podcaster. Go figure. Um, I literally bought this podcasting station with unemployment money. Uh, anyways, everything's we fine. We are going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> literally. For so many reasons. NSA guys, just he's got to get it. He's, hold on. We got to pause so he can get up because he has to go get a new notebook. He filled the one he was writing in. He's going to send a tip to the FBI, but they're never going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love the FBI folks. Uh so yeah. Speaking of COVID, this is our main story for the week. We got a lot of COVID news. So, spoiler alert, it's, it's all bad news. Uh so number COVID cases are fucking like soaring across most of Europe right now. And they were starting to in the United States, but uh because of the holiday weekend, like they just don't report numbers for summers. It's very weird that like people are like, yeah, we'll worry about it later. Like, uh, it, it's happened every holiday weekend, and it doesn't seem like that happens in other countries where they just stop counting for a day. Yeah, and then, like, the following Monday, 
They're yeah. like record high COVID cases <laughs> as the National Health Institute reports 48,000 COVID cases over Thanksgiving weekend. It's like, okay, you couldn't have started telling us that shit on Saturday? Yeah, it's yeah. like whenever you don't want to look at your bank account until Monday, so you just <laughs> keep swiping. Yeah, you look, you just look at the balance, but not the outstanding transactions because you know, you're like, oh yeah, I only spent $20 at that bar. Meanwhile, like the $30 tip you left because- poor people are the only people who want to help other poor mm -hmm. people. Uh, yeah. Like that didn't come out of your account yet. So you still think you have that $30. That's um, a sweet, precious moment. It is a nice moment. Yeah. Baller syndrome. Um, <laughs> of all my syndromes. That's a I reference to an inside joke that me and Deanna had 10 years ago. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So the number like in multiple countries are reporting like their highest cases and deaths since like, uh, March of this year. So that's exciting. Um, another COVID bit of, a bit of COVID news is that, um, at home tests are suddenly like very hard to come by. They're like sold out in a lot of stores and a lot of cities, a lot across the country. And, uh, the reason for this, guess why, uh, people are buying them up to resell them at a premium online. You cannot buy them at CVS or Rite Aid. But you can buy them on eBay for like hundred or two hundred percent markups. I saw there was one like a package of two hundred that you could buy for over a thousand dollars. Now listen, ladies, Nordstrom is canceled. We are gonna flash rob, <laughs> flash rob Amazon, the or, a Walgreens, flash rob eBay. I don't. We gotta figure this out. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You just said that, and I checked because GoPuff is where I'd always get them, and sure enough, they are sold out. Look Holy at that. shit! Puff, puff, pass. Yeah. Um, so, again, you know, supply chain, global capitalism, you know, knows no bounds. There's nobody fucking trying to stop anything bad from happening. And so uh, people have just bought bought up all the tests they could and are now reselling them on eBay and Amazon. Uh, mind you, this was at a time where most of the country was gathering to get... This is arguably the holidays, like getting together with family is the time of year where... Most people, the the most number of people should have access to an at-home test. Like, you know, gathering, Fauci said, who knows what the fucking CDC's latest updates about gathering in groups are. But, like, if everybody could take a test before you all hang out with grandma or something, it's probably, like, the best time to do it. Uh, but no, no, they're all sold out. So is this so is this like a bunch of boomers that saw their millennial kids doing this with PlayStation 5s last year and they're like, I'm doing it with COVID yeah, tests? I, I, I don't know. Once again, I wish we cared about the news enough to actually have it because mm -hmm. I would like to know, again, just looking, just out here looking for some demographics. Like, I wonder well, what... Well, I, I mean, you wouldn't be able to really get demographics on who's selling something on eBay, I don't think. I know, but like in general, like I just wish that I could tap into like an omnipotent source of information and know because mm. like, I would love to know like what's the net worth of these people because sure. It's a testament to how shitty it is to live here, but not in the way of like America is full of such shitty people more in the way of like living in America is so shitty that people are forced to do shitty things just to meet their own basic needs. Like sad to say, but like, I would be curious about like, are these people who have $500,000 in the bank and they're trying to like gouge the little guy or is this some little guy that was like, this is a scam. Cause I'm going to try to get whatever money I can. I don't know. It's hard to say. Not that but, like, one is better than the other. I mean, 
it, yeah, shitty either way. Yeah, the end result is still shitty. Yeah. But, uh, I'm just I, curious. It all shakes out in the wash. They shouldn't do it with COVID tests. But like, if we're relating it to like, I buy designer bags and we will buy them from the store and then resell them for twice the price. Like, that's not shitty because it's something that no one needs. Yeah, yeah. It, like, people were doing this early in COVID where they were buying up all the hand sanitizer and then selling it at a markup. Like, some guy bought, like, 36, like, pallets of hand sanitizer and tried to sell it yeah. on eBay. And he got, like, in trouble for it. But that comes around full circle on the whole thing of, like, the question of people having to pay for things that are needs. Like, you're right. A, a luxury bag isn't a need. But if a, a COVID test is a need, which it is then it shouldn't even be in a competitive marketplace in that way. Like, it should right. just the be two available. shouldn't be comparable. Right. Once again, if Joe Biden actually cared about doing anything to stop this fucking virus, like, the government has the money and the ability to fucking... They could have just sent every American an at-home COVID test and said, hey, take this before you gather with your family. That's it. Could if done you're that. out there and you are older than Joe Biden... <laughs> and want to volunteer to tell him that he is a fine young man so he will finally fucking stop. Come on the pod. Oh, geez. So, oh, this was a bit of fun COVID news. The star of General Hospital was fired for being an anti-vaxxer. This guy's been on the show since 1991 and they fired him because he wouldn't take the vaccine. <laughs> General, General Hospital. hospital. <laughs> okay, but like there are people that work at actual hospital that are anti-vaxxers and I wish that they would lose their fucking jobs. Like, <laughs> once again, we're fucking doing it wrong. <laughs> Fuck. Of course, the fake medical professional gets fired from the fake hospital because they don't want to take a vaccine. But a the, fake vaccine, excuse but me. But the real medical people in the real hospital are just going to their jobs and fucking people <laughs> I have COVID. I have a joke about um, in my, my like current standup about how uh, the reason why I wanted to take the vaccine is because if it does kill you, I would rather be dead than left alive with only people that refuse the vaccine. And like, that's one of the things is like, if only the anti-vax doctors, if that's the only doctors left, like how long until like bloodletting comes back? Like, <laughs> If you're five years old, would you rather <laughs> be vaccinated or be left alive with the unvaccinated people when all the vaccinated people die? If Also, if you're five years old, how have you made it this far? <laughs> I'm 32 years old and I don't know how I've made it this far. <laughs> I mentioned the podcast, but I guess you're right. <laughs> I also meant in the podcast. <laughs> So uh, the big news in COVID this week is that we have gotten ourselves a new variant. Now, this this news like came really fast. Like they started talking about it on like Wednesday and by Friday, like it was all everybody was talking about. So this leads me to believe that this is possibly what is fueling the current surge in cases. They just haven't like been able to like. The, the, it was only identified like this specific variant this week. So I don't know like how that works whenever they like whenever they just test a person for COVID. Do they also test every single thing? Like, I don't think they test every single person's COVID test to see what strain it is. So it's possible that this uh, that this new variant is like what is driving up the numbers. Um, but it's also pretty scary. 
Um, it was first identified in South Africa, uh, but it's now already been found on four continents. And uh, th this, they say it's a possible higher rate of reinfection specifically and more transmissible than other variants. But, uh, you know, like the jury's still out. Like they haven't like really figured a lot of this stuff out. But it's got a lot of people like worried. Uh, like a bunch of countries have shut down travel to like most of Southern Africa, like not just South Africa, but the surrounding countries. Um, also like uh, the UK and I think Germany and like a couple places in Europe are like reinstituting mask mandates. Uh, and this has all just happened within like the last few days that this all developed. And the one thing that maybe scared me the most is Joe Biden, who was briefed about this on Friday, um, then came out and in a uh, press conference, he called for intellectual property waivers for the vaccines. Now, if you remember, Joe Biden said that he would, you know, give the vaccine to everybody, that he would waive the patents or whatever when he was running for president. But then as soon as he became the president, it was like, ah, well, I don't know, you know, these these big old companies, you know, Jack, uh, they, they they invented this vaccine, this is their vaccine, you know, Um for him to completely switch course after his first briefing about this Omicron variant, this shit might be really fucking bad. We're all going to die. Finally. <laughs> no, I mean, I've... The asteroid is shaped like a COVID molecule. <laughs> <laughs> but it, what's so off the wall to me is... No, like this, like you're saying that, and everyone's saying it, and I've heard it a million times, but also no one's doing anything, and no one gives a shit. Like, well, no yeah. one in America is doing anything. Like, other countries are like, like holy no shit, here. holy shit. Yeah, that's same, what I mean. Like, I feel like even in like a person to person interaction, <coughs> um, if you're listening to the pod and you don't have a mask on right now, congratulations, you just got COVID from me coughing into the mic. Um, it's <laughs> how it works. That's how, how it works. always works. I don't make the rules. Um. What the fuck are we talking about? COVID. <laughs> but no, like how we were just like casual, just like, oh yeah, come, like I know your vaccination status, I but I'm just assuming the people that I know at this point and things like that. And like, it's ramping up again and people should be talking about that. Like it's, that. But it's the same, like the same countries that have cared all along still care right now. And mm -hmm. I feel that way about like my own, like the people I know in day-to-day -day life. Everybody who has given a shit still gives a shit. And everybody who didn't give a shit, doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And like, that's kind of how it is with everything here, which is why we're just in this merciless landlock waiting for a fucking asteroid. <laughs> At this point, the asteroid would be a relief. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely like really fucking alarming that, that this is, uh, yeah, that the rest of the world is like having this kind of reaction and Joe Biden is having the kind of reaction that is against what the drug companies want. But still not being like, hey, uh, you guys should probably not go out on Black Friday. <laughs> like, there's no fucking effort whatsoever to control the spread. And like, that's what the vaccine's all about. It's not about keeping people safe. It's about like fucking making sure they can still go to work or whatever. Like, and it's not a, it's not a good fucking policy if a third of the country is just not going to get vaccinated. Like, you can't just do that. Unless everybody's on board. Joe Biden, I want to know, who's who's coming up with your plans? Because they're not very good. Write in. Send us an email, Biden. I just, they're, 
the political climate in America doesn't lend itself to the COVID situation resolving well. Like it's it partially, I think our response our response has been so poor because of like the changing president, like all of that stuff transitioning during all of mm-hmm. this didn't aid the case of like America surviving COVID in any way. Like you could even possibly make the argument that COVID was handled better under Trump than it has been under Biden. Like, I mean, there's like, it's maybe not like a black and white, but like there's some murkiness to it. If like, you took five shots of tequila and squinted really hard. <laughs> there you, may be a path to get there. There may be a path. Like you got to wait till right before you get the spins and then like <laughs> hit a cigarette one time and you'll see how the Trump administration may have been handling it better. And believe it, folks, believe it or not, I can achieve that state of mind completely sober. Well, that's not true. I had a ginger ale. So. Speaking of new variants, they fucking <laughs> canceled mint ginger. Cancel culture came for Tom Tucker mint ginger ale, and I am fucking pissed. I want a new variant of mint ginger ale. Yeah, please. That's all That's all we need. You know what? I will quit this podcast if they bring back Tom Tucker's mint ginger ale. Um, <laughs> that's what you people want, right? Yeah, and also, you know, COVID to fucking chill and people to do what they need to do to facilitate that happening. But also in lieu of that mint ginger ale while I wait for the <laughs> asteroid. It'll be a good, be a good second. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. COVID's fucked. Everything's fucked. Uh, Deanna, you did have just something that you did want to talk about. That's a little less fucked. Maybe, maybe even a bright spot before we head out. So what, why don't you enlighten us? What, what happened this week that, that, that that is our one redeeming factor as a species. Oh yeah, the one redeeming factor is that six years ago, this like old white lady in like suburban somewhere sent a text message with a Thanksgiving invitation in it that was destined for someone she knew and arrived in the hands of a young black man that she did not know. I think at the time he was actually a teenager, so a young black boy that she did not know. And when they discovered that they did not know each other, she extended the invitation anyways, and he actually came. And for the last six years, he goes every year to their Thanksgiving. And I just think that that is like really sweet and really nice. And that neither of the people in that story would buy up all the COVID tests and try to sell them at an insane markup. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I don't think they would either. I love that story and it's so wholesome, but also if you want to actually be sad about it, read the whole thing. No. (laughs) Why? Because her husband died? There you go. Oh, I knew that part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Guess what? There's a dead parent in this story too. There Um, we go. (laughs) It's not even like full circle. It's like full bendy straw. (laughs) Like full crazy straw. It just winds around and then the ends don't even actually connect. <laughs> it's not full circle. It's full squiggly mess. And with that, it's full squid game. We have come to the end of yet another episode. Um, Clint, Deanna, thank you for being here. Clint, would you like anybody to find you on social media or do you have anything to plug? There's a reason my face is not on my grinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in your proud boy and smoke it. (laughs) 
Um, listeners, you should be following Deanna on Twitter. Um, she's doing pretty good at Twitter. I'm, I'm liking, I'm liking her tweets. Um, which is what uh, one thing you can do with the tweet is like it. You, um, You're also retweeting my tweets from time to time. I'm retweeting. That I see them between my porn tweets. Yeah, same actually. <laughs> between your por- porn tweets you're making or porn tweets you're viewing or both? Mostly viewing. Not I, I, I the other one's suspended right now. The FBI is definitely. Clint, I had no pod. idea that you and I use Twitter similarly. <laughs> um, Deanna, uh, her ad is at DD. You probably also use flashlights similarly. Sitting in the drawer for six months after you've wasted money on it? Oh, then no. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Deanna is at Deanna with four D's. D-D-D-Deanna. You you coming at Ashley's with four Y's when you got four D's? That's, uh, okay, that isn't how the name is actually spelled. It's just the Twitter handle, so I understand it now. Um, Do you have anything else you'd like to direct people to? Uh, I do hair, so if you ever want me to say any of this wild shit to you in person while getting a haircut, come find me at Bloom Beauty Parlor in East Liberty. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Look at me, look for me on the internet. Yeah, no, don't look at me on the internet. (laughs) Not not a lot to see, but you can look for me on the internet. Mm, Yes, also, uh, Deanna will be posting a picture of her husband with tattoos, and uh, let us know if if she's been duped. Um, I... I'm available way too much, always on Twitter, always on my phone. Uh, always I, being duped. Always being duped. Um, <laughs> you can find me at Andrew Hillary US, and the podcast is at Worst We Get. Uh, Patreon, you know the deal. Uh, Patreon.com slash Worst We Get. Um, I think that's all. Oh, write us an email. Uh, if you're a kid who is going to choose their fate, uh, Worst We Get at gmail.com. So you're not editing that out? <laughs> Well, either I'm going to or the five callbacks we've done to it since then are going to sound very suspicious, uh, which might be even funnier. Um, I feel sick. (laughs) You want some of my ginger ale? All right, we're done. Fuck this podcast. Fuck you. I'm leaving. (laughs)